It's the doc and the deacon, stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the pope. One believing in spiritual miracles, the other believes in movement bowels that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback, that be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack. So don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel, Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching, pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. Welcome to Doc and the Deacon, a podcast about two dads. One of us believing in the power of science. One of us believing in the power of Jesus. But both of us believing in the power of an ice-cold beer. Oh, yeah. So, uh, what's, uh, what's new in the Doc world? Ooh, there's always something new. There's always, like, a new illness, new disease. And it often, you know, uh, starts to, uh, it strikes fear. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that the, uh... Because it's unknown. Oh, well, the media all of a sudden talks about, um, you know, hey, this illness is going on or that illness is going on. And uh, the newest one uh, recently is this uh, acute flaccid myelitis. Acute flaccid myelitis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is uh, kind of a dangerous type syndrome that's happening that actually was first only reported in 2012. And, you know, there's less than one person per million. But the way you'd see the news and see reports, it's obviously uh, something that we haven't seen before. It's actually a polio-like illness. Well, and polio is something we've felt like we, uh, we, we, uh, we got a cure for and moved out of one of those diseases that happens all the time or no? Well, we definitely have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's almost I mean, there's zero cases of... Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. The salt and savings vaccines uh, have kept uh, polio is basically gone. But now, acute flaccid myelitis is this basically illness that can lead to, you know, weakness. And, you know, as, as all of these viral illnesses that we've talked about on Doc and the Deacon, um, it'll start with, you know... Fever, sore throat, some muscle aches, and this is happening to you know, and it's and it's it's scary because it's it's happening to kids, you know, mm-hmm. the most the most common age is six, but it's happening, you know, to children between the ages of you know five and eleven. Wow! And after they have these symptoms, where you're like, oh, you have a virus, which you do, um, we believe, um, and the kids are feeling sick, then all of a sudden, within a few hours to days, they'll get limb weakness. You know, facial weakness. They could be paralyzed in a leg. They could have, you know, neck stiffness. More often, upper limb weakness than lower. But but it sure can be both, and, and it really can lead almost to, you know, respiratory failure, where these young children have at times ended up on, you know, intubated or on respirators because they can't breathe. Their body's not doing the work anymore. Yeah, it's in a. State of paralysis. It is. It is. I mean, we don't really know why this is happening. They think it's coming due to this virus called Enterovirus D sixty eight. Okay. Yeah. Why the numbers? Different strains. Okay. Right. But uh, the honest truth is, I wasn't there when they named it. Uh, but usually, it is due to the different strains, and it's it's a pretty scary illness. Obviously, these kids are seen in you know pediatric emergency rooms and hospitals, and it's it's diagnosed based on you know. The clinical symptoms, we get an MRI showing, you know, it'll show damage in the, in the gray matter of the, uh, the spinal cord. And people, these, these children often get EMGs and, 
and lumbar punctures and you know, obviously they need to be ruled out for encephalitis and meningitis and other sensory deficits. And, now, uh, encephalitis, that's the one from the Zika virus? No, it, not necessarily, but the Zika virus can cause encephalitis. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I wish you hadn't asked me what's new. Yeah, new is not always a good thing. I, there was a, um, there's a Seinfeld episode where, where George is talking to this girl and, uh, He's dating a girl from the diner, and um, they're walking, and they're talking about some horses, and she says, oh, watch out, there's manure there. And he's like, oh, manure. That's not a bad word. It's uh, nur, which is a good word, and then ma in front of it, because, you know, you have your ma, and it's nur, and so it's a good word, ma nur. Yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, quickly after that, she said, oh, I, I like your watch. My boyfriend has great watches. And he's like, oh, great. She's got a boyfriend. And then wouldn't you know what the next thing he did? You hear a squish. And he stepped in the uh, manure. He needed new shoes and he needed a new date. That's right. Speaking <laughs> of new, right? What I've always wondered is, what's the whole difference between this, uh, uh, the Old Testament yep. and the New Testament? Like, it is, it was the New Testament better than the Old Testament? <laughs> It's a competition, and the New Testament kicked the Old Testament's behind. No, so in the Old Testament, it was the story before Jesus. In order to communicate, so we, there was a relationship between God and man that was broken by the sin and between Adam yeah. and, and the fall of man in the Garden of Eden. And so, you know, God created this pathway to speak to him through sacrifice and through offering. So, um, when, so in the Bible... So when Jesus was born, so he's out, he's carpentering, right? He's out like, a, maybe he's doing a basement. He's like a blowing out rooms and like helping out. Because he's a carpenter, right? Right, that's right. Uh, I, I, I would think he would do a, be cheaper than the guy who's going to redo my kitchen uh, next summer. But do you think that at this point, like did the Bible exist? Was the, the Bible was there, but it was the Old Testament? Uh, so we do know that there were, scri- there were scrolls at the time. In fact, Jesus... Um, in one of his first sermons was reading the scrolls and and people in the in the audience were like, who is this guy reading the scroll? Oh, that's that's Joseph's son. That's Jesus of Galilee. Nothing good ever came from Galilee. Who does he think he is reading these scrolls? What's wrong with Galilee? Who knows? But is it like North Philly? It becomes like one of those things where because um, I met nice people from North Philly, right? Yeah. I bet there's some nice people from Gallery. In fact, there's a there's a sect of um, or a, um, not necessarily a sect. Uh, but nobody was like Jesus is reading the Old Testament because there was no New Testament. There They're was just no like, New Testament. Oh, look, this guy Jesus is reading the Testament. <laughs> well, he was reading the scrolls that, that from from the time of Moses, and he was talking about different things. And so the difference between the Old and the New Testament is that the New Testament is the New Covenant. From God, so sin was broke the relationship between man and God, and then God said, "Hey, I'm going to send my Son to rebuild and be the bridge of this relationship. So it's no longer required for you to offer sacrifices and and do all of these things for, to create this pathway. Jesus will be the open door pathway between man and God, and so He sent Jesus." 
the plan all along was for Jesus to die for our sins, and Do, he did. Are there more pages in the Old Testament or the New Testament? Like, which one is longer? The Old Testament is definitely longer. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Okay. What gets? I feel like the New gets quoted more because the New is all like his buddies. Like his buddies wrote about him. Well, yeah, the New is the compilation of. I'm kind of worried. Like, say I died tomorrow. Yeah. Right. And for whatever reason, mm-hmm. somebody found like my buddies from you know high school. Um, and, and medical school and college and, and then had them write like they put stories about me. Some testaments oh, of you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I were and you know, they would all have different stories. So I do worry about all these dudes writing these stories about Jesus. The New Testament is like what your buddy said about you after you're gone. Yeah, but what's great is that um, you know, these stories came together many years even after he was he had died. And uh, most of the New Testament was written by a handful of people. You know, we know that Paul wrote a lot of the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John wrote some of the New Testament. We've got Peter writing the book of Peter and part of Acts. So, Do you think that people know that the deacon's name is, uh, first name is Peter? I don't know. Are we allowed to say that? Of course we are. Okay. I mean, yeah. we, our names hadn't been said yet. Yeah, Peter. Uh, and it's funny because my old... It, it's my, weird. It's weird because it, it hasn't been announced. My first name is Chris. Yeah. I feel like I broke through. Christopher. Yeah. Peter. Yeah. Doc. Deacon. I like him. It's a new way of for people to look at it's us. It's a new word, a new song, a new <laughs> thing. Uh, was that from uh, The Little Mermaid? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I'm yeah, going to stop I think it, it is. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the New Testament is this new covenant. And, you know, mo- much of the New Testament focuses on this new relationship with God through Jesus Christ. In fact, one of my favorite new verses a new verse a new verse the bible just came out uh no or just one that you just like got into just one that that kind of like uh you know came to me and spoke to me specifically so you know the new testament has a lot of great verses like i have some new uh uh like i have some new twitter followers but i don't have any like new updates on the bible Huh. Like, well, hey, yeah. hey john's great grandson just came out and said he remembers this about jesus there was this one day <laughs> Where Jesus uh, was making wine, and Mary Magdalene was really on his nerves, and then like you don't, we don't get any new stories. No, no I want story. some new stuff, right? Like in the world we live in with media, yeah, like you, you need something every five somebody, minutes. Somebody would be calling yeah, Jesus like, by now. Like who is that football player who got in trouble two days ago? I was like, I don't know. There'll be a new one in like four it's days. A new one, but it's cool because like uh, you know most weddings have some scriptures from the Bible in them, you know, first Corinthians, Yeah, you know, Paul writes this letter to Corinthians and he talks about love and love being patient and kind and not boastful. And, you know, that's something a lot of people use in their weddings when, yeah. to describe love. Yes. Um, and, but then in second Corinthians, Paul says uh, in second Corinthians five seventeen. therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone. The new is here. Wow. So is new better than old? So yeah, we believe, you know, the Bible, we believe as followers of Christ that we are completely new creation. And uh, once we've accepted and begin to follow Christ. So, so are there people that are into like, hey, I'm into the Old Testament, but I don't believe in the New Testament? Yeah, they're called Jews. Yeah, Jewish people. Yes. Mm. Okay. So they follow specifically the Old Testament because they don't believe that the New Testament exists because they don't believe Jesus was the Messiah. Yeah, they believe he was like he was a, a prophet, prophet, like a good dude, you know. Yeah. 
who had a lot of... So Jesus could have just been a dude like the deacon, just like another real person here in the world. That's right. Hmm. According to, to the Jewish faith. Okay. Well, I like that. New is here, the old is gone. And they get, I mean, because of that, I mean, listen, there's some things that I'm like, you know, eight days of gifts and yeah. this cool little menorah, a dreidel, gavelta fish, yeah, matzo I, balls. Listen, I'm a doctor. Half my friends are Jewish. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into it. Um, so, you know, in um, the Reuben, do you have, <laughs> the Reuben is Jewish? Well, it comes from the Jewish deli. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I've been to lots of delis. I like them all, but uh, yeah. Um, do, do, <laughs> um, somebody's going to like uh, chime in and be like, they're not allowed to mention Rubens anymore. <laughs> I realize it's a delicious <laughs> salmon, but I've had enough. Do you have a new favorite TV show? You know, it's funny. Um, what's old is new, right? Oftentimes, because it's, it's like there's just new releases of old TV shows. Like... Um, You're not watching Nick at Night, are you? That's old. <laughs> no, that is old. Remember when your parents used to make you watch Nick at Night? Uh, no, I didn't get to watch Nick at Night. Oh, it was too risky yeah, for you growing up in your Christian me. household? Yeah. Oh my gosh. We were Lucy, Lucille Ball all day. Uh-huh. Lucy! Come on, Lucy! You got some splendid to do. Oh, Lucy was great. And so was Ricky Ricardo. But that is an old show. There's a new season. Um, so Catastrophe came out with a new season a while ago. That's from Amazon Prime. That was pretty good. Um, Netflix has a new season of Working Moms. Love it. And then there's a new season of 13 Reasons Why. Uh, I have mixed feelings on that show and how we could watch any more of it. Um, but Working Moms, that is a show for my wife who works. And the women that act on that show are hilarious. Hilarious. I love it. If you haven't checked out, check out Working Moms. I have a new favorite TV show. I wonder how Melissa McCarthy never made it on that show. Like, Oh, because it, she's too famous yeah. for a Netflix show currently, but it's one of those uh, now some of these famous movie stars are actually getting into TV. TV yeah. is, you know, you know, what, new. you know what they're doing? They're getting into podcasts. Oh, really? They know it's where it's at. Oh, Dax Shepard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not that he could get a role in a real movie, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, but yeah, they're getting into, uh, they're getting into podcasts and they're trying to put their uh, product out there in different ways. I'm all, I'm all for it. I have a new favorite TV show. Okay. It's called Diagnosis. Diagnosis. It's on Netflix. It's okay. by this, uh, well, it's by Netflix, but there's this physician, her name is Lisa Sanders and she used to write, um, things in the New York times about difficult patient cases. And so like really tricky diagnoses. And so now it's following one person at a time where they have, you know, basically reached out to her. And then in the New York Times and uh, via the Internet, she is explaining this person's story and or um, and the patient's um, symptoms and some of the lab work and allowing the world to weigh in as to what the diagnosis is. Yeah. Yeah. Other than the upcoming Doc and the Deacon TV show, it's a pretty fantastic medical TV show because it is um, really medically well done. It is real science. A bunch of random people throwing out different ideas, but, you know, um, but it's great. I, you know, I think that's fun because oftentimes science can feel unrelatable. Yeah. And, um, and I think when you have it, when it impacts people and you're hearing the story, not only of the science behind it, but also the effects that it has on someone who's a real person. Yeah. Then that really makes it relatable. And I think that's, um, I, that's I, where it really connects. Yes. I definitely see patients that have a constellation of symptoms 
And we have all these kind of grab bag diagnoses, right? Like, you know, fibromyalgic or chronic fatigue syndrome or autoimmune disorder, not otherwise specified, or, um, you know, you have some sort of metabolic disorder. But it, it's tough when someone is sick and someone has issues. And I go, I don't know, right? Like your constellation of symptoms is not a common diagnosis that we are trained in the algorithm of medical school and continue reading from journals that I have picked up. And Really, where I want to be a great physician is my diagnostic skills. Sure. Right? Like, you want to be nice. Everybody can memorize things. I want to be able to pick up your diagnosis. And so, for all my patients out there that um, have a constellation of symptoms, we may not know the diagnosis yet, but we're not going to give up. We're going to keep going. Maybe what? there'll be a new one uh, that gets defined that uh, helps us treat it better. And I'm sure that's one of the challenges with this acute flaccid myelitis is that it presents as so many other things in this, in this bag of symptoms that you get that may look like A, B, or C before you finally have to continue to, to cross those off the list because your first choice isn't going to be, oh, yeah, that's acute flaccid myelitis. Yeah, yeah. It isn't, but now, because uh, the world is listening to this episode, it will be in your thoughts. It will be one of those things you think of, and um, I think there are new things to come with that. Next, uh, next off for you. Do you have a new favorite athlete? You know, it's interesting. My new favorite athlete is uh, my old favorite athlete. You know, whenever Tiger Woods is in the hunt and playing well, he is my favorite athlete. Mm. My second favorite athlete is uh, similar in Serena. Oh, Serena Williams. Yeah. You know, because... She falls off. She has a baby. She goes. She gets hurt. She does. You know, stays out for a minute. And she has not missed much tennis in her twenty years of playing the game. But um, when she comes back from whatever and is playing, I like her passion, her drive. And some people, she gets stuff from people. You know, because whenever she plays, it seems like the announcers are never hard on her. And you know, people say, oh, my gosh, you know, every time she hits a shot, if she hits a good one, they say, oh, she's always Serena. If she hits a bad one, they say, oh, she's just not herself. And I say, you know, she's got 23 majors. She's earned yeah. that kind of respect, right? So, well, you know. So um, my new my new athletes that are favorite are, are, got, are people who are resurgent. So you basically didn't answer the question. You basically gave people that combined have won 40 majors when I asked you if your new favorite athlete was. <laughs> Okay. Right. My new favorite athlete is like 20 years old, right? That's what you're, that's how you're supposed to answer the question. Uh, uh, okay, fine. Do you know who my new favorite athlete is then? It's that pitcher who got the contract with the Oakland A's after hitting 96 on the gun at a state fair. That was a great answer. That was a great answer. You're and doing, you're doing out, a great job. He went out in his first game and he struck out his first three batters swinging. Yeah. My new favorite athlete is um, Cam Reddish. Okay. Uh, basketball player from Duke. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I'm rooting for him uh, because he's a local boy, uh, a local young man. So uh, we're rooting for you. I, uh, how about this? Your new favorite beer? Uh, my new favorite beer is, is, uh, is one that was, just became available in Pennsylvania not long ago, and it's Lawson's Finest Sip of Sunshine. Okay. Yeah, you used to have to go to Vermont to get it, and now it's... Uh, being distributed through distributors here in Pennsylvania. I can find it on the ready. And uh, it's always kept cold and it's always yummy. Yeah. My, favorite, my favorite right now is Lagunitas uh, Daytime. 
Oh, California style. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's it's delicious. It's smooth. It's flavor. Under 100 calories. Ooh. Low AB. Only three percentage. carbs. Only three carbs. Wow. I had not seen that one. Yep. It is. Uh, you're missing out. You want to taste it? I should. I yeah, should. Yeah, taste this. Yeah. It's delicious. I hope he likes it. Oh, I feel like I could drink a hundred of those. <laughs> that would be a bad idea. I wouldn't. I that, that's that's like, not what we're looking for. That's pretty easy to drink. Yes, yes. I would, I would have to pray for you if that happened. You know what? There are some new medical developments that are out that I'm excited about. Okay. Until the past year and a half, there was never any meds that were FDA approved to, um, to treat migraines prophylactically. What does that mean prophylactically? Oh, so you take a medicine every day or yeah. every week or every month to try to prevent migraines. So migraines had been treated. We, and we have the triptan, sumatriptan, uh, rizotriptan, all sorts of meds you can take when you get a migraine. Okay. But some people get them recurrently. Yes, but nothing to take well, to treat it. Nothing that was FDA approved. I got gotcha. you. We've used some old school antidepressants CBD. like amitriptyline or nortriptyline. Okay. <laughs> Uh, to prevent them, we've used a bunch of different anti-seizure meds to treat them. Topamax actually is my favorite. Okay. But at high doses, it slows down your thinking and can be referred to as Dopamax. Um, and we've used some old school. Um, well, well, not I thought, old school. I thought some... Dopamax is when you use a bunch of weed <laughs> to try to prevent the migraine. It actually is from taking too much uh, topiramate or Topamax, uh, oh, okay. which is an anti-seizure medicine. But um, I think both are appropriate in this case. And then some blood pressure medicines. Now, one of which is called, um, you know, propanolol or verapamil that were used to help prevent migraines. But none had been actually proven to work. How often do you take somebody's blood pressure? Do you recommend people get their blood pressure taken a couple times a year, once a month? Well, I think it depends on the person. If you're young and healthy, once a year or every six months is fine when you come to the doctor. If people now are having issues with blood pressure as opposed to purely treating based on the numbers seen in the doctor's office, we're getting ancillary blood pressure. So I'm having someone record at home. Mm -hmm. I don't want people to record more than two or three times a week. Sometimes someone comes in and has recorded 40 blood pressures in one day, and it slowly is going up as the anxiety is building. Yeah, and so I try to get... Yeah, yeah. And so (laughs) I am trying to give more strict parameters for, hey, I want you to check this three times per week when you're sitting down and resting with an empty bladder, with your back supported, but there's not a perfect generalized answer. Okay. But basically, for migraines, there's a new monoclonal antibody that targets calcitonin gene-related peptides. It's called a CGRP. CGRP. And these are injection medicines. Calcio gene-related peptides? Calcitonin gene-related peptides. Calcitonin gene-related Yeah, peptides. yeah. And so, listen, it, there's something new for migraines that hasn't been out, which is super interesting. I don't know that it will be the answer. I have been using it, but uh, there's new things always coming out. But you know what I'm most excited about that's new? Is there have been um, some nerve transfer surgeries. Nerve transfer surgery? Yeah. That's like your gut microbiome? No, no. So actually, this surgeon at Washington University in St. Louis has started to do this nerve transfer Surgery. Actually, one of my best buddies from uh, medical school, Dr. Rosenrosen, Dr. Rosenstock, went to uh, the Washington University of St. Louis. Uh, and he used to tell me how great their, uh, I think their D3 basketball team was. So, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Shout out to them. But um, basically, new things come out, like acute flaccid myelitis. Yeah. And then 
someone finds a surgery to do nerve transfer, which hadn't really been done well, to try to help some of these children. And so she has helped develop some surgeries that has helped some of these children that suffered from acute phlasmomyelitis. Oh, that's awesome. So it started with here there's a new disease, and yeah. it's scary, even though you know it's less than one out of a million children that would ever get this. But then we have new things coming out that help it. And I'm sure that surgery will translate into other areas of uh, relief Yeah, where it will help other people with other diagnoses. I have had a patient in the past year get a nerve, uh, nerve transfer surgery due to uh, damage to um, some nerves in, uh, due to an issue with uh, an upper extremity. And so, you know, we went from something sad to uh, new, new things. Uh, and so in the medical world, uh, we should be positive and we should think about how new is not always better. Um, but if you have something and you're worried and we don't have a treatment now, that doesn't mean there's not a new one coming. Um, I remember it's the beginning of the school year. And, and I, I think I, my kids almost needed a nerve transfer because I was like, you got some kind of nerve talking to me that way. So I've got a game. Okay. Are you ready? Let's do it. Um, again, I'm going to give you two things that are relatively new and have you... The internet. No. 5G. <laughs> no. Um, so the first one, I'm going to give okay. you two athletes and they're not like new to the world. They're grown okay. ups. They're okay. grown men. All right. All right. But I'm going to, I want you to tell me which one of these new athletes you think has a better chance of making the hall of fame. Carly Lloyd. No, but I love her. She went to Rutgers. Okay, there you yeah. go. Yeah, let's hear it. Are you rah rah? Are you rah rah? Rutgers rah. Rah. I messed it up. Are you rah rah? Are you rah rah? Ru rah ru rah. Rutgers rah. There we go. There we go. Um, so Kyler Murray. Okay. Or Zion Williamson. I'm gonna go. Zion. I am too. I don't get the short quarterback. I know I he's fast. L- listen, I think Russell Westbrook. Um. Comparison is fair, and Russell is not Hall of Fame worthy yet, although he has a couple championships, and I think he's getting, he's working his way there. He has a championship. Oh, just one? Yes. Been in two games, but he tried to run the ball instead of throwing, you know, threw the ball instead of running the ball. Yes. Yes. Um, Gives the ball to Marshawn Lynch. Just hand it to him. Right. He knows how. Marshawn's actually here. Marshawn, would you get me a beer? (laughs) Don't throw it. Don't throw it. Run it over, Marshawn. (laughs) Oh, the league. I missed that. Yep. So next. Um, and these are new to the world. Okay. The Spike Seltzers. White Claw or Truly? Take your pick. Neither. Neither. No. High yeah, Noon. Again. What? High Noon. But that's not on the question. Yeah, but I'm telling you, Truly and, and White Claw. I feel like both, the more we play these games, the more we struggle. They're both too sweet. They both are too seltzery. You go to the you got to go to the liquor store in PA to get it, but you go to hot you go to the, the the liquor store and you get High Noon. It is not very sweet. It's only ninety calories. It's great. Yeah, but this is a national. This cherry, is a national show. And a watermelon. Yeah, in Jersey and other states, you can buy it at the regular oh, beer okay, store. Okay, okay. But in Pennsylvania, because it's made with vodka, you have to go to the liquor store. Okay. <laughs> If they were to put a new expansion baseball team, mm-hmm. should they put it in Nashville or Las Vegas? Virginia Beach. Again, it's not on that question. Virginia Beach should get a, a baseball We've team? We've been waiting for a baseball team forever. But uh, the reality is if I was going to go anywhere, it'd be Vegas right now. Okay. Vegas is the hot spot 
of sports. It's the whole reason that Antonio Brown did his thing with the helmet, you know, to get a sponsorship. That you know, the Raiders are going to Vegas. Yeah, and the Vegas Knights have been incredibly successful. Yeah, baseball in Vegas. I mean, it's where Bryce Harper's from. Well, that is true. You know what? I'm interested in new things when there's new things medically coming. No out. more questions, but I'm so good at answering these questions. No more game. Well, I ask you questions, and then you pick a random thing. That is, no, no. The games are over. We're retired from games till the next episode. All right. Till the next episode. In medicine, new things come out. They say for doctors, when something new comes out, you don't want to be the first to be using it or prescribing it or ordering it, but you don't want to be the last. And you know what I've realized? Is I'm going to learn about new things. But the things we had back in the day aren't always wrong. And you know what? If there's something new that comes out, I may want to try it. I may want to learn about it. Except for a new wife. I love you, wifey. Mm. You may be my first wife, but you're going to be my only wife. I like that. That's good. And I, I tell you what, from our side, it's so important. The Old Testament uh, is great to learn from, but the New Testament... Provides, All I know is the Old Testament's angry. The New Testament provides so much freedom. And uh, this... Uh, a new covenant with God that is is really uh, special and sweet. Right. So you know, I thought you didn't like sweet. You shot down Trulia and White Claw because they were too sweet. <laughs> well, they just didn't have the right stuff. Yeah. Oh, what's that? Oh, that's a new Kids on the Block song. Yeah, the new Kids on the Block. You got the right stuff, baby. The way you turn me on. Oh 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 oh. Oh, oh, oh. The, the right, right stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? The new kids on the block at one time were new and now are old enough to need a colonoscopy. Oh, that's right. Once you're over 50. Yup. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. The, the right stuff. stuff. Two things you can always count on. The doc is in. And the deacon is speaking. Make sure you check us out on Twitter. At Doc Deacon. Follow us on Instagram at Doc and the Deacon. Our Facebook page, Doc and the Deacon. Uh, what do we got? We got online at DocandTheDeacon.com. Yeah, go to Spotify. Just listen to New Kids in the Block all night. And then go to iTunes and click subscribe and then give us five stars. Yeah, yeah. Subscribe. I mean, tell us how you feel, but give us five stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Thanks shout to out to uh, Franchise. Yeah, Franchise. Yep. You know what? He was actually up to be one of the new kids on the block. Uh, and they, uh, they fought him off. They said they didn't need a rapper. Mm. He's got a new, new something coming out, though, right? New rap recaps always. You know what? Tucker Butler producing. And our wives making it all possible. Peace. Peace. Excellent brain trust to market and brand this. That's set in stone like the Ten Commandments. This show won't be around for infinite years. I think we can all agree on ice cold beers. 100% authentic, you can't fake it Often imitated, but never duplicated So knowledgeable, take a lot of facts in Now I'm coming to close it like a Roldis Chapman